for anybody who's interested. This is the, uh... This is the Brew Science Podcast. All right, from behind the Zion curtain, cheers, my bros. <laughs> I thought you said five seconds of silence, you bitch. <laughs> what up, nerds? It's your boy, Sloan. And James. I don't know who I am anymore. He's Colby, or as we like to call him, Colbertus. Colbertus Maximus. Wait, that's not Egyptian. Oh, yeah, that's Roman. Damn it. Sorry. Oh, well. Mm. Well, <laughs> are there any Roman? I mean, I guess you I mean, dress up as a Roman. The Romans invaded Egypt and yeah, okay, took control of it. I mean, yep. Cleopatra was pretty much white. Yep. yep. True. Anyway, welcome to the Bruce Science Podcast. Welcome. Hi. It's time to get oh. spooky. It is the spook season, the greatest season of all. Time to hide your kids, hide your wives, because... The goosebumps are out. Everyone's getting spooky out in here. Mm-hmm. It is my favorite holiday month of the entire year. By far superior to Kris Kringle in that very pagan holiday that everyone pretends is Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still like it, but... The only reason I like October is because of Columbus Day. What the fuck? <laughs> you are literally the worst person I have ever, ever known. <laughs> I mean, name, name a better holiday, I'll wait. Literally any President's other holiday. President's Day. <laughs> President's Day. <laughs> My birthday. Well, did the presidents find America? Yeah, kinda. In I our mean, hearts. they wrote it. But did they find it? Yeah. If did before they... then it was just New England. I think every president. <laughs> yeah, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> curious. I think every president claims that they're gonna refind America, and it you know just the same shit. So I was listening. Happening. I was listening to um. I can't. Dave Chappelle in his show. Yeah. No, no, it was on a. It was on Joe Rogan's podcast. There was a. There was a person. They were, they were talking about how we have to be so sensitive, right? And mm-hmm. we have to like respect other people's culture. But America culture is appropriating culture. So respect me appropriating. Oh no! Your culture. Oh no! <laughs> because that's my culture. <laughs> oh, oh shit! No. The mel- the melting pot. We just take whatever we want. And you have to respect that, right? No. I mean, so you're saying yes. Oh no. Science. What, what do we do? <laughs> we do we whatever keep, we want. Yeah, we just exactly. keep doing whatever we want. <laughs> like Americans have always done. Yeah, that's fair. All Fuck right. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> welcome welcome to the podcast. It is spooky season. This month we're going to be doing spooky topics. Uh, mostly, what's what's the, what's it called, creatures? What are they? So we want to go take a di- deep dive. Not a deep dive. We take shallow dives here. We jump <laughs> yeah. into the three foot end of the pool. <laughs> we, so we we're taking. <laughs> yeah, I know. We still dive in. <laughs> it's just just we dive deep. in head first <laughs> and then hit the bottom, and we're good. So <laughs> that's why we all have brain damage. Wait. What? What? <laughs> what? I thought we weren't going to talk Stop. about that on the podcast. Oh shit! That's all right. Sorry, guys. Anyway, so. <laughs> Since it's spook season, we're going to dive into the shallow end of cryptids and classic horror monsters and explain some of the science on what they actually are and either A, how they came about, or why they are figments of nightmares and Exactly. Why are you the way that you are? If I could, if I had a dime for every time someone said that to me, I'd be goddamn rich. I would just say the answer is always uh, the hive mind and the group consciousness. Ooh. Ooh. 
got a good point. Ooh, get him. Let's like just that's... do an episode on the hive minds. Get us whatever we're doing today thing. No, we have to do mummies. <laughs> so the topic today, due to our lovely intro music by James, is mummies. And at this point, you're probably wondering, yo, bitch, where's my news episode? So <laughs> because of time constraints, we're going to combine into a longer lengthy episode with some massive girth. But we're just going to do it all in one. So, I guess at this point, we should talk about uh, James. What are you drinking? Oh, what am I drinking? Well, I'm tonight, I'm drinking an Irish cream coffee. What? Um, yes. It's not a vodka or a bright washing or a screwdriver. No, it's not. Actually, I'm getting a little frisky. Uh, I went to the liquor store and I found... Don't touch me. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> Don't get your fucking hands off me. <laughs> I got uh, McCormick's. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I got McCormick's Irish cream. I've got a mix of the coffee. It's pretty good. And I've got a Blue Give Moon some of my Honey Irish Wheat. Cream. <laughs> God damn it. Ooh. I got a Blue Moon Honey Wheat as, honey wheat as backup. Nice. Hello. Colby, what are you supposed drinking? supposed to all silence our cell phones. That wasn't my cell phone. That was my <laughs> laptop. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I go last. Cause oh, yeah. You go last. So. I have a good old Wasatch Brewery. They do a lot of seasonals, and they usually pick a fruit and throw it in there. And today, I have a traditional wheat beer, but it has a hint of raspberry. Hmm. It's one of my favorites. I, it's really good. We, we had this discussion before we got on the podcast, but Sloan's Weird and doesn't like the apricot, but that's the best one. Um, but false. all the fruit ones are very, very Apricots good. are shitty peaches. I don't think I've ever actually had an apricot. I mean, that's fair, but... They, <laughs> Wait, peaches are... Sh- peach peaches are just shitty peaches. No, peaches are delicious. Peaches are delicious. Have you ever had Yuck. a fuzzy navel? Uh, that sounds so dirty. Uh, that's the point. Wait, isn't a navel a belly button? Yes. Well, it's the, region, it's the region around the belly button is your navel. Oh. Yeah, I still don't want to Do you need a demonstration? No, I don't. Ah! <laughs> that's not a fuzzy navel. That's a damn forest. <laughs> yeah. In a sinkhole. It's a heavily for- We don't have to worry about deforestation anymore. We're good. We're covered. You're welcome. I've replanted. Oh, we off. are covered. <laughs> anyway, Colby, what is in your glass? Not on your chest. Lemonade. That's it. That's it. That's awful. The si- the Would silence? you like some Kraken? No. Not my lemonade. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, speaking of which, my backup... Uh, in keeping into my tradition of shitty cocktails, <laughs> today we're experimenting with Kraken. We're continuing our adventure through the suicide line, and today we got root beer. So nice. Have you tried it? No, it's right there. Take it. <laughs> it's like it's scary. He doesn't want. He even Sloan doesn't want to try it. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. He'll try anything twice. It needs to be stirred up. <laughs> Did you just get Kraken? Pretty much. Oh, Which man. isn't bad. Yes, it is. You don't have to lie. It's okay. I like it better than the Dr. Pepper one. No. Dr. Pepper was pretty good. Uh, the Rockstar. Fuck that noise. Oh, God, that's oh yuck. Too. That was that's just so straight terrible. murder. <laughs> yuck, anyway. yuck, yuck. So, yeah. Now that you know what's inside of us, let's get on to the news. Um, James, give me some sweet, sweet news. Some sweet, sweet news? Mm-hmm. All right. So... Everyone has heard about Planet X. It's the mystical ninth planet that's out in our deep solar system that we can't see. Don't you mean tenth planet, sir? Uh, Not anymore. Pluto's not a planet. It is a planetoid, sir. But it doesn't count. Planet. It's in the name. But it's a dwarf planet, so it doesn't count as the ninth Um, planet Are you saying we shouldn't count dwarfs? 
Now, if we're I'm not saying <laughs> they're not <laughs> technically human. Oh my god, James! <laughs> Coming from the shortest person in the room. <laughs> I didn't say they're not human. They're not full. There's not a hundred percent. They're not there. full human. God wow. damn, James! Even I myself am only rocking about ninety-two percent human. So, what's the other eight? I'm just not. I don't fill the whole full one hundred percent. That's not how humans work. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, we'll say, well, Planet X, if you're going to be a stickler on this Planet 9, even though this scientific article... Planet X, Planet, planet 10. 9. So I've got a problem with the name Planet X. Too. It means Planet 10, Roman numerals. Oh, I know, I know, that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, But that would imply that there's a ninth planet. Boom. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, getting pissed. <laughs> All right. So, our extra planet. Is that... Okay, go so ahead. talking about Pluto now? Go ahead. That's not our extra planet. It's a fucking dwarf planet. planet. It's not a real planet. (laughs) Tell me about Planet X. All right. So Planet X, it's always hovering out there. We know something is there because there are... So there's TNOs out in the outer um, reaches of our solar system. They're trans-Neptunian objects. And these objects all kind of go in the same orbit. And it's obvious that something is pulling them in its gravitational pull. Up to this point, we assume it's a planet. We just can't see it because it's so far out there. It doesn't reflect the sun's light. But there's actually been a couple scientists recently that have proposed that it may be a primordial black hole, actually, out in the Like within our solar system? Within our solar system. Now, a primordial black hole is different from a regular black hole because a regular black hole... It was here first. Yes, basically. A regular black hole is is formed when a sun collapses, a star collapses. But a primordial black hole was caused more towards the Big Bang, and it's just the cluster of super dense objects, and it turns into a black hole. Now, those can move throughout space as they wish, but they believe this may be a grapefruit, grapefruit-sized primordial black hole that was moving through space and got caught in our sun's orbit. Fuck, we're dead. Not necessarily. I mean, if it touched us, we'd be fucked. So they, they say that the mass, of the, even though it's, you know, its event horizon is only about the size of a grapefruit. Uh, it has the mass of about 20 times Earth. So it's, you know. It's not, I mean, it's super dense. But it's super dense, heavy. but it's not that heavy as far as black holes go. Yeah. Um, or space. Or space, or in, space general. in general. Right. So it, it I mean, is Saturn super can small. float on Earth, but right. that's besides the point. So I just think it's pretty cool. Um, there's a super small black hole that has its own gravitational pull on these uh, trans-Neptunian objects, and it may be a black hole. That's why we can't see it, because we're missing an entire planet, because it's a grapefruit-sized black hole. So that was going to be my question, is, Mm -hmm. like, why is... I mean, I guess we'd have to figure out what the gravity percentage of it is versus our sun. Why is its gravity... Because normally a black hole's gravity is, like, astronomical. Right. Why is its gravity not affecting our planets more than our sun? I think because its mass is only... 20 times earth i think because it's so small i think if it was bigger you know like a normal sized black hole then it has the mass of a star plus you know whatever it sucks in so it's mass but this is pretty small okay. in comparison Makes sense. so yeah so that's my news topic uh there i'll i'll sign on with this this is kind of just a an idea at the moment only a couple scientists have said this it probably is not what it actually is, but it's worth looking into. 
it's a it's a possibility theory. exactly and it's one that i i kind of sign on to because i've always been kind of frustrated that they say there's another planet out there but we can't see it that's kind of we can see planets from other galaxies but not you know well but the reason we can see planets from other galaxies is because they're passing front from of their star. star yeah it's just this frustrating one doesn't pass in front of our star true that's very true the only way we'd be able to see it is with reflections from the light, like we do other planets in our solar system. But since it's so far out, we can't. Really we see can't it. see it. Makes sense. Or if it's a black hole, any light that would be reflected is just absorbed. Well, yeah. Right. But just in general, like if mm-hmm. it was a planet, right? Didn't see it. Right. Makes sense. So yeah, that's my topic. Nice. Thought that was kind of cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Not only did you ruin my lifehood of child. Pluto, you told me that my tenth planet doesn't exist. So listen, thanks. bro. We all had to go through. We all had to go through excommunicating Pluto as a planet like five plus years ago. Yeah, it's still it's, raw. Yeah, it is raw. But you gotta. This is adulthood, bro. Adulthood sucks. It's rough. No. Yeah, I don't want it. Poor Pluto. <laughs> thanks. I hate it. <laughs> thanks. I hate it. Who signed me up for this shit? <laughs> Can I go back? Speaking of hating, uh, Colby, what's your story? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you just already hate my story? You I don't, don't know. I don't know. Oh, God. No. All right. Uh, my story is short and sweet. Tesla. Mike just... James. I feel like I'm short and sour. <laughs> wow. Short pay, a man, angry, pay a man a compliment. <laughs> See what happens. compliment. <laughs> It was truthful. I, I know, but it still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> like my planet being taken away. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we touche. <laughs> touche. Right, the truth hurts. All right. All right. I got to taste you. my own medicine. Great <laughs> uh, part. Tesla just released, well, they didn't release, they updated their summons. So, you know, you guys know what that is. No. So, uh, you go. <laughs> Tesla. Yeah, Excuse me. Tesla. Essentially. Um, so, on the app, on all Tesla cars, or, you know, the higher-end ones, they have a mode where when you're within a certain amount of feet of your car, you can actually push summon, and the car will back out of its parking space and drive towards you. Terrifying. A little scary. Um, really cool. It's but, literally like calling a horse. Yeah, no, it's the same idea. Huh. Um, <laughs> yes, this will run you the fuck over. <laughs> it actually, I mean, well, because of Tesla's cameras and stuff, it actually is it's pretty sophisticated. But the, um, it wasn't very good. I mean, they, they had issues with it. it. They could only do it up to, like, 30 feet. So if you're, like, 30 feet from your car, it'll back out and then it'll drive toward you. That's about the right. most you could get it to do. They have now upgraded to 200 feet. Um, so it now will back out of spaces and it will drive towards you up to 200 feet. However, the cars are now getting in accidents. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's so, what I was going to say. I don't want to get run over in a Walmart parking lot by a car that's been summoned to its owner at the front because they're lazy as fuck. Why is somebody who has a Tesla shopping at Walmart? Yeah. Oh, man, I've never seen a Tesla in a Walmart parking lot. Fact. They're probably at Target. Yeah, <laughs> or, or Harman's. <laughs> I'm good then. I'm a Walmart guy, so we're, we're kosher. <laughs> yeah, see, James ain't going to work. But it, it's not the people. They haven't had a single incident with people because they, oh, wow. they actually can read so people. damn really well. shopping carts. It's... Well, it's shopping carts and <laughs> other cars backing out into them oh. because they they don't have the ability to you know swerve their stop. surroundings right. and swerve kind of stuff. So other cars back into them. The issue here now is a legal issue. Whose insurance pays for it? Tesla. Because, because you're not driving it, right? And but the other person, if they cause the crash, right? Then you think the other person. I myself put full blame on the owner of the vehicle. Because you should be able to walk, fucking 
If you have, do you mean the, tes- do you mean the Tesla or the the car? What do you mean the Tesla or yeah, Tesla the or the car? driven car? Oh no, definitely the Tesla, because the Tesla's well, it depends on where the car hits. You know, I think if the car pulls out and you can fully see the car is pulling out, and the Tesla hits it, that's Tesla. See, I don't think. But it's, if someone backs, if someone it's, backs into the side of most a Tesla, of them are backed into the side of them. Okay, then that's the stupid fucker trying to back out. But so you're hitting the, argument the car. For the lawyers, because I've been reading into it a little bit, the argument for the lawyers right now uh-huh. is since there was no driver in the Tesla. There was no way for it to control and maneuver out of the way, so therefore it is at fault. Okay, but if you're getting hit in the side of your car, you're not, even if there's a person in the car, you're not going to be able to dodge it. I agree. They're moving right into the side of your but vehicle. It's, it's the same argument of... You can't jump sideways. If you're tailgating. Yeah. And the car in front of you steps on their brakes, and you step on your brakes, but you don't get out in time, and you rear end them, mm-hmm. you're at fault. Sure. Because you didn't leave enough room for reaction. That's mm-hmm. what their argument with this Tesla is. Is there? There was no way it had time to react. But you can't react anyway if someone backs into the side of your vehicle. I've seen some tires that I get a parallel park sideways. Just get some of those. <laughs> yeah, just get some of those. Uh, Tesla just needs to come out with a jump feature so the car can jump, jump two feet to the left to dodge a car. If that's what they were simple, hop to the left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll play the music too. <laughs> two hops is time. Oh, I was doing the time warp. Yeah, you were doing shitty cha cha slide. I don't know what time warp is. What? What? I'm sorry. I'm old. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm old. Movies older than us. So, so I would like to point out to everybody in the audience, before we started today, I tried to get James to play Spooky Scary Skeletons as our intro for this one. Spooky Skeletons. Um, he had no clue what the fuck it was. I you never are. saw it. Spooky season is my favorite season. <laughs> it is. <laughs> has no clue Spooky Scary Here's the kind of child that I was, though. I didn't... I upgraded to PG-13 in R-rated movies at about... Three years old, four years old. Oh God! So all the cartoons, so much. it does. Pete, so, what did you do? <laughs> he showed me Jurassic Park when I was three years old. Jurassic Park's fine. Jurassic Park's great. I know, but that's where it started. I was no longer interested in shitty cartoons as soon as I saw a T Rex. I thought Pete was straight up showing you like eyes wide shut and like what the fuck. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I saw Die Hard when I was like four. So yeah. Well, you <laughs> So pretty much, uh, yeah. I was if I was watching spooky shit, it wasn't cartoons. It was Friday the Thirteenth. You know, I was watching people get fucked. Yeah, that's, that's a little messed up. All right. yeah, you know. That explains a lot. Yeah, thanks. I will uh, stick to my SpongeBob. Thanks. <laughs> eh, never really like it. It's good, but never really my thing. I'd much rather watch uh, something more interesting. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't you guys hate it when there's like a quadcopter just chilling above your head? Oh yes, I like hate spying it. on you. So annoying. Just the so. If anybody is interrupting your fireworks shows or anything like that with a quad quap, a quad quapter, <laughs> um, with a quadcopter or aka a small drone, you congratulations. There's something for you. It is called an Andril system. Have you ever like just figured out, man? If I could just get it out of the sky, rest yeah. assured, we have the system for you. This some bitch flies up in the air. This is the best ad this <laughs> right. company could have asked for. I want to buy it. I'll buy four. You so, have these problems? Let me solve them. But you're like, wow, it's so high, so up in the sky. How am I supposed to do this? Well, your options previous or previous. previous. Jesus <laughs> Christ! If you can speak English, this would yeah, be perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> As I was saying, <laughs> sales manager says, hands you a pen. Sell me this pen. Sloan says, have you ever? 
had a quadcopter above your head. <laughs> Sinkler. So, pre- I have a thing for you. Previously, your options were A, a really expensive jamming system that's larger than the average person to block the radio waves, mm-hmm. or a very expensive timely reload system of essentially a giant mustache-twirling evil man's net gun that would shoot up, <laughs> snare it down. Yes. Yes. Also, hunting hawks. I have seen hawks that hunt them. Yes, also but it's also a wild animal, and you could potentially harm the animal. So, what do yeah, we do? I mean, sad. I don't got a giant uh, man-sized backpack to carry around a jamming device. I don't have uh, 007's net gun. And I sure as shit don't want to hurt limits. this poor little bird. <laughs> so, I'm going to invest in the Anvil system. What the Anvil system is, is you reach up, and you hit that bitch with another bitch. <laughs> So this is a dr- quadcopter oh, with its God. rotors and all its sensitive bits on the bottom, like they should. Yeah. As, as God intended. <laughs> and it is used for short vertical flight in high intenses of speed and just rams it out of the sky. I hope. Causing minimal damage to your animal system, which you get a couple of uses out before you need to totally repair it. That's not bad. Yeah. Sounds great. So it's a battering ram. With wings. With with air choppies. With air choppies. I mean, that, that is the technical term. I prefer wings. <laughs> Wait, is it wing? Is no, it a, it's a quadcopter. Okay, so it's another drone. Yeah. Huh. So you hit a drone with another drone. So right before the impact, does the... What's this one called? The Anvil system. Does the Anvil system right before Sorry, impact... Sorry, Anvil. with a D. Anvil. Yeah. Does the Anvil system right before impact say... Surprise, motherfucker. Uh, no, uh, then, just because... So it has to fly up so fast and so light, there's essentially just all the rotors and the bits have been moved to the bottom. And then it's just got a plexiglass shell on top to absorb the impact. Now, I would like to suggest to I the Andoral system... Well, probably... Ceramic, plastics... Okay. I mean, you can get high-resistant plastic, too. Sure. And other quadcopters are really, really small. You're not going to need something. Because the object is you need to be very quick to outrun the drone... And smack it out of the sky. So the market for this isn't necessarily, obviously, for your neighborhood watchmen. Um, it is a proposed for the military for spying quadcopters and like domestic terrorist events and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. it can be rapidly deployed from a backpack. It's the same size as a normal quadcopter. It just accelerates much quicker. It's much lighter. Um, and the idea is all of the bits are on the bottom. So it can ram it, regain control, and land safely. It's the- Kind of like the attack of a great white shark, how they attack from the bottom at incre- in- incredible speed. I mean, yeah, if the bla- if if the situation was the seal rammed the great white shark from the bottom because this is so small, <laughs> maybe it's a small shark. There's no such thing as a small shark. <laughs> do you want to do you want to take that back or like, no? I was I was let me finish. <laughs> okay. There's no such thing as small shark, just big dreams. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. That's. Uh, that was cute, um, so I'll let it slide. But... <laughs> it was shit. Hey, so, yeah. you take that back, all right? It was cute. If you have any pesky ants, just get another ant. Smack it out of the sky. What? All right. <laughs> You're going to fast. <laughs> we, we need to move on, because they're getting worse. They're yeah. Getting bad. <laughs> Story of my life. Just get worse with age. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> Some people age like fine wine. Another story that I thought of while Colby was talking about his Tesla 
There was, in fact, a Miss Marie Ellen Gim- Jim- Jemima? No. Gamora. Gamora. No. <laughs> yeah. G- not Gamora. Jesus. Jimena. <laughs> Jimena. <laughs> it's G I M E N O. It's Jimena. There's an O. Jimeno. Oh, it's an O on the end? Yeah. I don't know. G I M E N O. That's some, that's some French stuff right there. Anyway, uh, she was caught in a parking lot, just walked up to a Tesla and started keying it. But due to its camera system yeah, and its yeah. anti theft department, department, the whole department of the. Anyway, uh, they caught her on CCTV from the Tesla, keying the Tesla. And she's identified and charged with malicious vandalism. Why did she key the Tesla? Nobody knows. She just came out of the store. Walked past the Tesla and keyed it. She didn't have any bags in her hand. She just so it was just key fucking Tesla. I think it was just it was just she's angry that she doesn't have a Tesla. So she's like, "What a wench!" Yeah, I'll say it. What a wench! I I don't know if you've seen the stories, but it's like the big diesel trucks that block the stations, the the superchargers. Just because. Just cause. It, no, it's people that are just like, they hate the idea of moving in that direction because they're all about burning fossil fuels and my truck's louder and this is how things are done. Yeah, and that's the issue. And that's small dumb. pee-pee syndrome. So. Small pee-pee. <laughs> small pee-pee. She, had, she had a very small pee-pee. She had the smallest. Uh, Tesla just gave her a rager. <laughs> just a raging small pee-pee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. That's pretty good. Now, on to our new segment. Our new segment in our news episode. Sort of. Sort of. What is it? Listener mail. Listener mail? Yeah. All right. We actually had one of you listen to us, and I appreciate it. Holy shit. What? We had somebody listen to us? Yeah, once. Surprisingly. Holy shit. And they wrote in, and they proposed several unique questions, I'll have to say. (laughs) All right. And choice statements that we can discuss. So I will... And I agree with this listener 100%. Um, Shocker. I'll leave his last name off because I feel like that's a good thing to do from now on. His name's Colby. He's actually... It's not me. No, it's not Colby. It's actually it, my cousin. It could be. He's one of our biggest fans. You just gave him the last name, you dork. No, no, no. It's not the same last name. Oh, lucky. Oh, shit. Okay, so Colby wrote us in. And a few episodes back, Sloan said some naughty... Naughty things <laughs> about <laughs> about Naughty the things. Underworld franchise, which is the best crazy. vampire franchise, and and Colby agrees. Uh, what we do in the shadows is great. Uh, okay, Blade Shut trilogy, Shut first one. Oh come on, oh, don't shit. talk about Blade. God damn it, you guys are stupid. Anyway, here's what Colby <laughs> said. Colby wrote an email. He says very politely. He did <laughs> very emphasis. He did not use any bold letters. He's cool, calm, and collected the entire time. This is what Colby said. Colby said. Sloan can fuck off about Underworld! Exclamation point. He didn't put that in there. <laughs> so it is hands down the best vampire slash werewolf movie ever. Plus, Kate Beckinsale. She's like one of the hottest chicks ever. So fuck Sloan. And tell him that, please. Thank you. Yours truly, Colby. P.S. I mean, is hey, he offering? P.S. <laughs> fuck you, Sloan. You suck right now. And then he goes on to say, I love you guys. Your podcast, please don't stop. Um... Well, Colby, I'm going to address you directly. Um, (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm sorry you feel that way. And I'm sorry you have uh, equally bad taste as James. And, you know. Well, I mean, we did kind of come from the same place. Ew. Same family. (laughs) Same family. That would not make him your cousin. (laughs) Same family. Phrasing. Um, So, just directly, I just... 
that's how you get AFC. God damn it! Let me address Colby. <laughs> but not this one. I don't want you to because I, I agree shit. with Colby. So, um, sir, I I respect your views. I'm sorry they're wrong. Um, but I do respect them, and everybody's entitled to their own opinion and choices, no matter how wrong they are. Um, I will agree with you. Kate Beckinsale, prime USDA choice. Prime USD choice. <laughs> um, but Why are actors. Just... Kate Beckinsale to me. Oh. Uh... <laughs> She's very beautiful. Move on. She's a beautiful woman, incredible actress. I mean, I'd, I'd gladly Badass have both vampire. of them inside me. What? I mean, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just still stand by that. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. I understand, and it's fine. <laughs> All right. So I understand where you're coming from. It's just uh, there's better there's better other ninety goth type situations like Interview with a Vampire. I haven't seen that one, but I'm very interested. Uh, you have What We Do in the Shadows, which is never heard of it. It's apparently a story about him and Kate Beckinsale. If you might guess. Oh, oh, um, no. There's there's a lot of vampire movies out Fan there. I will fiction. so on a, I will scale on a scale of like Twilight at the very bottom to like the original like where do you put Vampire Diaries? Because that's pretty good actually. Is that that really trashy soap show? Yep. It's not a soap opera, but it's a soap show. What's it? I don't know what a soap show it's is. It's a soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sure, but it's actually pretty good. So on a scale of like twilight series to like you be careful i'll say like just general vampire literature like mm-hmm. some of the classics like the original dracula and stuff like that sure so that being prime and i think this is a twilight. step below dracula you're very generous in your rating <laughs> compared to mine uh, i'd say like it's a solid like uh, seven like if it's on seven I'll out of ten it. yeah seven All out right, of ten that's pretty good it, it's not my favorite yeah i think there's better Fair enough. Not Kate Beckinsale. Not better than her, but no. there's better. Yeah. She's no huge Jackman. <laughs> huge Jacqueline? <laughs> no. Huge, huge Jackman. Huge Jackman. What's his name? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not. Go to his face and tell him it's not. <laughs> you most certainly are not huge, Have you guys Jackman? seen movie 41 where he's got the testicles dangling from his chin? Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Anywho. That so, was uh, uh, yeah, Colby. Um, I res- in response to your uh, "fuck me," uh, <laughs> fine. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was pretty good. Send in your fan messages, fan mail. Yeah, we'll, uh, if you want to we'll tell respond. me to fuck off, I'll respond to you too. <laughs> hey, if you want to tell me to fuck off, you can go ahead. James is a nice man. I am pretty he does nice. Does not deserve that. I do because I want to fight with somebody. I want to get feisty. Yeah, don't tell I'm Colby. Good. <laughs> anyway, no, send in your fine. fan mail. We'll, I'll probably just make fun of your ass. So we'll give you a here. shout out. Does Sloan have a? Uh, here's a question. Does Sloan have a question? Here's a question. Does Sloan have one? Did Sloan come prepared with a question or? So it being spooky time, I was trying to think and get my creative juices flowing uh, in the best way possible. Uh oh. Was that with left or right? Kate Beckinsale. Uh, um, so it always comes out of the left. What? 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 I don't know. We need to fact check that. (laughs) So, like, I was trying to brainstorm, because I'm trying to come up with, like, spooky situations or stuff of that variety. And we kind of approached the zombie apocalypse last time. Yeah. So I figure just a continuation of that in a zombie apocalypse, we've all seen the movies. We've we've all seen Night of the Living Dead. We've seen The Walking Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Daisy. Oh, no, wait. 
World War Z. World War Z. Yeah, DC we've all movie. we've all seen them. And I am legend. The weapons we come from very creative and unique, such as chainsaw hands, to <laughs> very <laughs> to very yeah. So that's the silly spectrum to very serious things like assault rifles and yeah, things like that, sure. or practical and stealthy. Mm-hmm. What is your go-to? In a zombie apocalypse. Mine comes from... I Assuming we have normal... Our zombies are both walkers and runners. Because... Yeah, that's be my question. Yes. So you're going to have... Think of... Um, what's that new video game that just came out? Anyway, they can know. run. Those some bitches are quick. Well, yeah, that's what zombies Any, do. So the zombies have normal human abilities. They can run. They can climb. Is... Any way a normal human might be able to, maybe a little less dexterous. Okay. I have my answer. Go ahead. You want me to go first? Yep. Mine comes from Zombieland. There is a scene where... Coming it's... to you Double Tap. Coming to you on October 17th. Exactly. So fucking excited. I just uh, I just saw It Chapter 2 last night, and it did an extended preview of Zombieland 2, and it looks so good. Anyway. So mine comes from the original Zombieland. Uh, there's a scene where Tallahassee... Is... Banjo. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, actually, that scene, yes. So he's in the convenience store, and his weapon of choice when taking down the biggest, fattest of zombies is a hedge trimmer, hedge clippers. So like I. The scissor function? Yes. So he says, I'm just going to take a little off the top. <laughs> and that's, uh, I think that'd be a great weapon. You could cut any zombie's head clean off with that thing. And it doesn't run out of bullets. I just am so flabbergasted how impractical and dumb that is. You can stabby. You can <laughs> you can, can cutty. You can slashy. You can't slashy. You can slashy. It's just gonna like knock him a little bit. Okay, just because you move your arms faster doesn't make it better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. You move it faster, therefore it's slashier. Yeah. I would sharpen the outsides of it as well, so you could slashy and stabby and cutty. You'd take that over, like, a bow or anything like that? Yeah, because I'm a pretty good shot, but I'm not a perfect shot. I know I'm going to break all my arrows. I can't shoot wooden arrows out of my bow because they'd fucking explode in my hand. So, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely choose uh, uh, hedge clippers. Okay. What if I amend the question and say you can pick one melee, one ranged? I can throw my hedge clippers. It's <laughs> like a spear. No, you can't. Like, I can't. You can't. I can throw my hedge clippers awesome. like a double-fisted spear. No, just that doesn't work. That doesn't work the way you want it to. You, I can even throw it and clip it at the same time. Be like, no, and then it just goes through the sky like clip, 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 clip. clip. No, this, so this is not a 1950s cartoon. <laughs> Now, I would buy it if you said you, like, locked them open and then threw them like a boomerang. I could maybe buy that. You're going to buy that they're going to come back to me? No, no, no. I didn't say say they wouldn't come back. I just said you, like, open it, lock it so they're stuck open on, like, an X and throw like a boomerang. Well, that's that's just not realistic because you can can hit it with a pommel end. (laughs) You can hit it with a pommel end if you throw it like that and it's not going to do anything to the zombie. Then you got no weapon. All right, Colby. So we have Edward Scissorhands over here. Oh my god! <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands would be the ultimate no, he companion wouldn't. in the zombie They'd apocalypse. Get jammed up. They're this big. That's true. <laughs> no, they're not. Have you seen them? They're fucking huge right, scissors. Right, anyway, he's got lots of choppies. <laughs> Colby, so what are your question. two choices? Two choices? Yeah, range in a melee. 
Your, oh, your yeah. range just was shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just wasted your choice. Um, so I have a question. Yes. Because I, I have a couple choices that I've thought of, but I want to... All the genie rules apply for the same thing. Like when I brought a tank to Mordor. Well, uh, okay. I mean, that, <laughs> that's stupid shit. That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, so, the zombies. Mm-hmm. How did they become zombies? I, um, let's just go with the standard virus outbreak. Okay. Um, and then in this virus outbreak, how do they not eat other zombies? Are you going to, like, go on to some kind of vaccination weapon, or? I'm so lost on your, con- I don't know. Just think standard. So, well, but why, why, think why like walking, think like walking dead zombies. No, those are too stupid. I think I think zombies would have a basic intelligence. Think like I am legend zombies. Okay. So the reason I was asking these questions is my first thought was again Zombieland was actually Bill Murray. <laughs> Zombieland. <laughs> Hiding place up. That's not a weapon. It isn't it? Colby, you can't kill a zombie with you pretend you to be a zombie. You don't have to kill them if you can just walk by Okay, them. Mr. Passive. I'm not hanging out with you in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> nope, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> well, it is. depends. That's why I'm asking. No, you have to... Colby, I'm t- you have to choose two Fuck. weapons. You... Did you see what happened to Bill Murray in that movie? He also got... He fucking died because of a shotgun from a human. The zombies Because they thought him. he was a zombie. That's how you're going to die, though. I'll be like, shit, zon- I'm gonna stab a zombie. You. I'm going to stab <laughs> you and slice you. <laughs> he's going to be, he's going to throw the things at you. I'm going to be honest. If I see those flying toward me, I'm just going to be like, you're fucking stupid. No. Walk away. If you see hedge trimmers flying at you, you're going to fucking be scared about it. All right. I will admit, I will be terrified, but I can dodge <laughs> hedge clippers. So I, I have no creative ideas here. Like I literally would have a samurai sword and a crossbow. And a quiver. That that literally would be it. Because you'd have to be silent, because otherwise the zombies, of course, are going to react to noises. That's, you know, typical zombie. What movie. if I said I could upgrade your crossbow? I mean, never mind. I'll save that for mine. Yours I don't want no stupid. dynamite. I don't want no... No, this isn't, this isn't, Good luck this isn't Red Dead 2. Bolts. You ain't going to pull out di- <laughs> dynamite, dynamite arrows. Hey, dynamite arrows are overpowered. They were the hey. almost overpowered item in the entire You said game. we could do anything. He did. I'm going to have dynamite hedge clippers. <laughs> Hear me out. Okay, I'm done. Slow go. <laughs> Clip. <laughs> Where'd James go? Well, he's there. He's there. His hands are over there. A bit over there. Why are they still moving? <laughs> <laughs> Battery-powered hedge clippers. It's because he threw them right that's just That's just called a hedge trimmer. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how I turned my finger inside out was with a hedge trimmer. Yeah. Yeah. But you went for the manual version. Lame. Yeah, well, I am not. All, I don't always have access to a plug. Um, did that stop chainsaw arm? I don't know that. Is that from Sin City? Uh, no, no, that's a that's an M sixteen leg. <laughs> I think. Sorry, wrong movie. Chainsaw hands. It's from the Evil Dead. Oh yeah, Evil yeah. Dead oh, Joe. Okay. Yeah. He lost his hand in the first movie and replaced it with a chainsaw. So, the so you could have is gasoline. Uh, electric. Okay, power. Yeah, how are you going to power it? Cybernetic arm. Ooh, <laughs> interesting. Why do you still have that shit? <laughs> All my jokes are running. <laughs> Callbacks. Um, so and They're called a bit. You come back to them in a bit. You can't keep using... <laughs> defining a bit as your bit. Yeah, but... <laughs> 
good. I laughed. Fourth dimension, you know. Oh my god. What? What? Huh? Anyway, so my two choices are one, I'd like a halberd for my melee option. So uh, I got a bit of a choppy, got a bit of a stabby. Got now some what's reach. a halberd? It's a giant it's a, fucking pole axe. So it's a pole okay. arm. And oh, it's a okay. Spear. So the pole arm, the top is a spear, has an axe head on one end and a hammer on the other. All right, good luck getting that taken away from you by the first zombie you try and hack. No, it's got, I got a hammer bit, I got a choppy bit, I got All a right. stabby bit. All right. So, and guess what? When I throw it, I don't have to and just fucking throw it like a spear. All right. All right. Then my ranged option is going to be the automatic crossbow from Van Helsing. Okay, that's dope. <laughs> but <laughs> are you only shooting? Are you vampires, only shooting wooden stakes, though? No, I'll be shooting bolts. You'll be shooting bolts. Yeah. All right. His shot bolts—they were just consecrated in holy water, and they were silver. Oh, they were. Oh, I thought they were like wooden. Van stakes. Helsing, much better vampire movie. Fight me. Ah, uh, yeah, but it's not like a vampire movie. Vampire he is movie. Van Helsing. All right. He hunts he vampires. All right. All right. Um, that was an incredible movie. I can't say. And it also has Kate Beckinsale. Oh, shit. Hey. Wow. So Maybe Colby was right. Another movie that I forgot about. Hey, I'm already. Stop it. I just like Van Helsing's crossbow. It's pretty dope. Yeah, that's a, that's a great option. It's got a automatic semi. It's got a normal single shot drum fed magazine of an automatic bolt throwing. So, but uh, can yeah. you slice with it? I mean, can I'm you, sure I can put some stabby bits on the end of it. Can you chop it? I can put a bayonet on it. Why can't I put a bayonet on it? Oh, you could. All right. That's all right. That's a close second. That's pretty to good. To your uh, gas-powered <laughs> hedge trimmers. No. Sorry, your gas-powered shears. That was later. I don't actually they're, want gas-powered on it. That's they're, silly. They're now sheep trimmers, because that's all I can picture. Sheep? Sheep shears. <laughs> 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 oh, that's terrible. All right. Sloan's the winner, then? As always. I think, oh, I think that's the second win that he's had. Yeah, well, the first the first time he wanted to bring a fucking map. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The no, the first one was a Necronomicon. <laughs> a Necronomicon. A Necronomicon. Book of the mine. Dead. No, uh, no, we're that? fighting Cthulhu. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Anyway. After... You, you wanted to bring a fucking map and then a herbology book, so... Yeah, and guess who's eating plants? This guy, because I know which ones I can for a one week, and then he's dead <laughs> of cold and book. thirst. And... <laughs> All right, that was a that was a good spooky question. I liked it. Oh, thanks, fam. So, speaking of zombies, how are we gonna fight off mummies? Uh, we don't have to because they toilet paper. <laughs> you know they're not actually wrapped in toilet paper, right? What nah. we forgot? We'll do. Speaking of toilet paper, do we want to do that now? Yeah. All right, so uh, we have asked our fans to give us short topics for us to discuss on the podcast. This isn't something that we necessarily study up on too much. We kind of just want to wing it and have fun with it. Um, So one of our biggest fans, Mark, who's actually the brother of Colby. Oh, shit, we have two listeners? We do, and they're brothers. At least three because we were sponsored by Courtney. Yes, we were. We've got three listeners. And then uh, we got more because there was my pal, good old... Derek, who wrote into me and told me that his favorite episode was not the vodka episode. No, oh, wow. I, didn't give a shout out on the air. I just did. You dork. Thanks, Derek, for yeah, listening. Thanks, Derek. So, yeah. Holy shit, we've got four listeners. Nice. That's twice as many as us. 
Holy sh! Well, no, that's I don't listen to this. You shit. don't do math. <laughs> I don't listen to this shit. Oh, okay. Well, I listen to each episode about twice <laughs> through the editing process, and then I never listen to them again. People are always coming up to me, like talking about, "Oh yeah, then this happened. This was pretty funny." I'm like, "The what? <laughs> what episode was that? I Who said that?" Totally have never done that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Mark wrote in with uh, the first short topic that we will discuss, and the topic that he asked for is toilet paper. So I think you know, we should do our due diligence and start off with, uh, yo dog, what's your preferred toilet paper? Um, I don't have a preferred brand, but the what? thicker and the softer it is, the better. Even if it's got some of the, like, you know, like the tissues that have a little bit of lotion to keep your nose nice if you have to use it a lot. If you got a little bit of lotion in the, uh, the soft toilet paper, like 10 ply, I love it. 10 ply is a washcloth. <laughs> I stand by what I said. It's reusable. <laughs> it's reusable. Throw it in the washer. Huh? Wash that shit off. Huh? <laughs> not sanitary. I'm not using that. After. Anyway, Colby, I do like thick, you? nice toilet paper. So, this is actually a weird topic because my wife and I have great discussions about toilet paper. As married couples do. As married couples do. Yes. Um, because she likes what James likes. Not necessarily thick, but she likes two-ply and very soft. I can't stand the very soft because that shit just rolls and like it's crumbly. You just want like sandpaper on your butthole? So I don't want sandpaper, but I want durable. Because I'm not dealing with no shit and falling apart while I'm trying to wipe. Yeah. Well, you kind of have to deal with shit. That's the whole point of (laughs) it. I'm trying to deal with my shit without my shit falling apart, you know? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm trying to say here? I see. So I don't don't have a preference, but I think think it's Cottonelle is the one that I've liked the most so far. Two I'm gonna go with uh, whatever's in my closet. <laughs> Just whatever. <laughs> whatever Dollar store special. Paper. So like, obviously not your John Wayne tape toilet paper. What's like that? I don't uh, John Wayne toilet paper. You take no shit from nobody. <laughs> okay. It's that one ply uh, oh. gas station yuck. treasure yuck, where yuck, uh, yuck. if you slip, you get a finger up your bum. <laughs> your own <laughs> yeah. oh, to figure I, I like to call it a pleasant it. surprise <laughs> oh hey there nice <laughs> to meet you again. Obi-Wan Kenobi stop hello there <laughs> <laughs> so there's that um I don't like that but pretty much anything around is fine I honestly prefer bidets uh yeah I've never so had one we, we can't discuss that we can yeah, discuss exactly. it because how much I like it over toilet paper yeah, but we can't discuss that. It's better. Uh, I don't it waste. Is. I don't waste your... trees. Um, it's warm. You're wasting sometimes. the water for the fishies. All right. No, it's gray water. Shit all over no, it. Same it's, shit. No, it. your gray water gets recycled and then put back into your house. That's why we have all those septic treatment plants. Until they get evaporated and then rained down in the ocean, and the fishies got to drink it. Uh, they can drink that over the plastic that's in there. That's true. All shit. right. Fish shit so, and piss in their own water. I don't want to hear about having to deal with my Fact. Piss. I have cleaned my tank many times, and it is <laughs> so, disgusting every time. Do we have, uh, Sloan, don't you have the history on toilet paper? When was his- so, toilet paper uh, first In discovered? the five minutes of research like we're going to do on this segment, <laughs> I have wikied it. <laughs> and just so Wait, you know... you guys don't do that every time? Uh, yeah. I'm no, I do that every time. <laughs> I'm just doing it live, in action. Yeah, they yeah, get to right, see right. how this goes. So, <laughs> all right, Marky Mark. Um... His name was Mark, right? Yeah, Mark and Mark. <laughs> Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Mark, Bro, I am one beer deep and part of that Kraken concoction. <laughs> so, I'm, so, Marky Mark, just so you know, a Mr. Joseph C. Gaetti. I thought you said he's Chinese. No, okay. 
You don't let me do my bit. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> my apologies. Who did the research, James? Yeah, Sloan did. Yeah, I, t- I typed it. <laughs> you did. You did. You worked hard. So the you earliest hard. the earliest case of toilet paper as we know it was there's records of twenty second century BC in China. No surprise, China. They've been around a long time. They developed paper naturally. They used paper to clean themselves after China. Um, before before and after China, we have other examples of toilet paper from people using a common leaf to Romans getting creative with sticks and sometimes their hand. That's why you never in olden times, if you ever went for a handshake, you always reached with your left arm, your shield arm, because usually your right hand was used for cleaning yourself. Covered in shit. And that's, uh, was it Colby that told me or Sloan that that's where the shit end of the stick comes yeah, from? Yeah, the short end of the stick. Because in oh. Roman baths and uh, outhouses, they would use a stick because it know, did have a sponge. conveniently fit a stick yeah. down there. Um, you would often have like a natural sponge or something attached to the stick, but the short end of the stick is everybody used the same stick. So by the time you got to the short end of the stick, there was so much crap on it, but you still had to wipe yourself. So. It's it's shit. It's not yeah. crap. It's, ah, shit. Yeah, fun fact, uh, shit's been used for a long time as a term. Has it really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. We can do a whole history of shit if somebody writes in about it. Um. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> so That would be so now, shitty. we have Joseph C. Gaetti. He is credited with the first commercial packaging of toilet paper in 1857, good sir. Uh, nice. It was loose, flat sheets of paper, so you bought it like a ream. <laughs> Can you imagine wiping with 8x11 printer paper? <laughs> I was just thinking going into that. That just got way store. more expensive than my normal. <laughs> exactly. Can I buy a ream of toilet paper? And you could even, like... You know what the best part take is? Take it to an art show, sell it as interpretive art. This is marketing. <laughs> he put his name on every single piece. Did he Damn really? Right, he did. <laughs> So, Joseph Gaetti was a household name. I don't want people wiping their shit on my name. I was about to say, that dude had a lot of shit on his name. All right, and then 1871, we have Mr. Zeth Wheeler. He patented the roll for a roll of toilet paper. uh, Perforated toilet paper in 1877. I wonder if he was an over or an under roller when it stuck on the side of the wall. These are the questions that this research does not allow me to answer. I know. Actually, just... it does. Um, science has done research on it, and it is correct to put it over. But oh, okay. not on this Seth Wheeler guy. Maybe <laughs> okay. he likes to live dangerously. <laughs> that dude, maybe not. However, it has been scientifically proven over is over better. Okay, good. Uh, 1885, Oliver Hollett Hicks patented packages of toilet paper and manufacturing process. Um, we then in 1896 is, we got Iverson's Arthur Scott joined in Scott Paper Company in 1921. We have Woldrift brand represented 64% of Scott's total case sales. We don't, I don't think we 1928 we have German Hans Klink. He became the first toilet paper roller seller in Europe. So good on you. Good on you, German Hans. All right. Well, this has been the first in the. Do you ever think? Do you ever think he was like the shit is in your Hans? the mummies we're done let's just talk about toilet paper no i don't want to the crazy part is splinter free toilet paper was not invented until 1942 (laughs) what so you could could wipe your ass and get us yep you potentially could get a splinter right up there in that sphincter okay so we've all had splinters splinters suck ass now imagine a splinter this one it's really sucked ass (laughs) 
God damn it. Unfortunately, in 1973, America experienced its first toilet paper shortage. You think uh, Mexican food burned your ass the next day? You wait, <laughs> wait for that till splinter. splinter. <laughs> splinter paper. Oh, God, that sounds Fuck. so dangerous. Imagine paper cuts. I bet the masochists love it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, so before 1935, I have to correct that, 1935 is when we had our first splinter-free toilet paper. 1935. Yeah. Back huh. in the good old days. So that means in World War One, you were still getting splinters up your pooper. Hmm. Man, those trenches just got a lot shittier. <laughs> yeah, they did. I imagine they weren't getting sent the cream of the crop toilet paper either. They had splinters all up in there. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad. Probably just like a block of wood that they got away. Do you want to solve that splinters? Do you want to solve that splinter problem? Just fucking debate. Bidet. Debate? Debate. I mean, debate would probably work too. <laughs> I don't think debate is going to do out, wait deep you. and just give it a little shake and then walk back. <laughs> Maybe one of those little feeder fish to come up and... Yeah, yeah. I'll just clean before you just... Well, you know how that tickles on your hand? <laughs> I wonder. But I don't wonder. All right. Thanks for enjoying our first and our last fan. No, it fan will never be our last. Topic. No. More fan topics. Please, nothing more. You ask to do the with question, shit. I'll answer it. Yeah. Or me. Toilet paper sucks. So I will whatever. if it's not toilet paper. It sucks before 1935. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are we uh, moving on to the topic of the day? Yeah. Mummies! The topic of the day. Spooky, scary skeletons. So where do we want to take this? Do we want to go into the history, or do we want to go into the uh, embalming process? Um, I think we should overall cover the cryptid and the fact of it's how it became a Halloween icon. So back in golden age of film... Ooh. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> oh, no, we're lo- we're thing. looking at, at Sloan's computer, and it's a uh, there was a we've mummy. got some film mummies, and I'll tell you what. I'm on the wrong wow. side of the screen. Um, wow, some biddies. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so in film, we see mummies very early on in film. I can't find the earliest recorded mummy film, but mummies have been part of our cryptid and horror nature since essentially the silver screen. Before that, they weren't really a depiction of horror. Uh, I mean, Egyptians started are most famous for mummification, but a lot of people did mummification. But they didn't really appear as horror icons until the silver screen. Back when there was the huge push and with Egyptian, after we unsealed a couple of tombs and stuff like that. So we started to see... As soon as they started getting more and more screens. popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have 13 famous mummy movies that if you ever want to look up, you have Blood from the Mummy's Tomb. Which is the one with the Bettys. It, she is, she's not very mummy-like. I'm going to put that out there. Yeah, it was 1971, don't... Free Love. She's not really well-wrapped. <laughs> At all. <laughs> no. It's, it's not a mummy movie, in case anybody's curious. It's no, not. she was a mummy. I mean, it's a mummy movie. Quote, unquote. We have Abbott and Costello meet the mummy in 1955. That looks terrifying. None of these look scary. We have The Mummy's Hand, 1940. We have Wrestling Woman versus the Aztec Mummy. Good old what? 1964. I've never heard of that movie and I never want to watch it. The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, probably the most famous That's mummy most movie. Famous it was filmed in 1964. I've never seen it. What? This is the only I mummy movie that I've that. actually seen clips of. Um, and it's that classic, like... You've never the seen The Mummy? Crypt. 
That one's the the traditional. That's, that one's like a living drapes. dead man. Yeah, this oh, guy. Gotcha. The, the sarcophagus opens on its own. Okay. His arms raise up with the draping cloth. What you would depict when you think of like a horror mummy, mm-hmm. that's what it'll be. I need to watch it. We have a French film that I'm not going to dare try to read the Do title. Do you want me to give of. it a shot? Sure. Los Monstruos del Terror, aka also known as Dracula versus Frankenstein. Reincarnated an assignment of terror. 1970. <laughs> what? What? Yep, we also have. I'm the... not going to say that again. <laughs> so <laughs> then we have <laughs> The Monster Squad. Then we have The Mummy's Shroud, 1967. We have The Mummy's Tomb, also another famous one. This was filmed in 1942 with Harold Young as the director. Then probably the most common that everyone knows, The Mummy, 1999. So good. So the first one was really good. It was one of those classic cases of... It should not have been a trilogy. You should have just uh, stopped at the first one. Ooh, I don't know, dude. The second one was really good. The Scorpion King. The Scorpion King was... The Scorpion King spinoffs were awful. But this... The second Mummy movie was actually very good. Third was straight trash. We have the 1959 The Mummy. Uh, We have Bubba Hotep, 2003. Never heard of it. Nope. And then the very first recorded instance, The Mummy, by Carl Frude. In in 1932. Hmm. So up until about before 1932, we didn't really... Mummies weren't really a cryptid or a horror aspect they were just there they were just corpses i think they were adapted to horror basically just for movies i mean i i tried looking up instances you know where it came from these you know these living dead mummies and i couldn't really find anything like there's nobody claims to see mummies walking around or anything like that so i was kind of confused where that came from yeah so we can think um Carl Frude, The Mummy, 1932, is where it made its debut. And at that time, it was when a lot of expeditions were being made to Egypt, a lot of tombs were being opened up, and the other world became more and more aware of it. I mean, we did know mummies existed before that. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the 1800s, we did have some mummies get exported illegally from Afghanistan to the U.S. and some cartouches and stuff like that. But even then, the when, they, when we first knew of mummies, the Rosetta Stone wasn't cracked. We still... Didn't, couldn't read hieroglyphics and all that. Right. But as soon as we could start reading hieroglyphics, 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 I mean, we could see that on some of the tombs there were, it was printed that, you know, he who opens this tomb will be cursed and blah, blah, blah. So maybe that's kind of where the horror aspect came in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole process is just kind of horrifying, but. No, really. I mean, the whole process of actual mummification isn't that horrifying at all. In fact, traditional mummification results in a better product than current embalming practices. They're actually not that different, if you think about it. Well, I mean, they they are very different. But, but they do kind of the... I mean, it's no more grotesque back then than it is now. No. Um, I would say the natural mummification processes of ancient Egypt and some other ancient cultures was better in a way because even bodies that we embalm today do not last as long as mummification right does back there because we live in instant gratification world and we don't put in the time to perform mummification also mummification is a very intense process and the reason it was only like 
nobility in for examples of Egypt, it was usually a person of nobility because it was very, very expensive unless it happened by accident. Right. Because we have mummies all around the world. It's not just Egypt. I mean, we pulled mummies out of Ireland. We pulled mummies out of Argentina. We pulled mummies out of but like you said, a China lot of times it is accident. Mm-hmm. You know, they get frozen in ice or they fall into a bog or something like that. Buried in sand. Right. Mm-hmm. But even like the, the intended mummification process, it takes about 70 days mm-hmm. to complete a mummy. So it's it's expensive. It, it's not quick. It's a pretty intense process. Yes. I don't know how you can say that the practices back then were better than today when they just made your brain a soup and sucked it through a straw basically so i'm gonna disagree (laughs) we're better than today well i mean even today they remove most of your organs and they like they remove your eyeballs a lot of the time and i mean they still do a lot of whack shit nowadays well yeah but they're not mixing up your brain to drain that's true but you don't need the brain that's not where the soul is the soul lives in your heart Duh. Jokes on you. Soul isn't real. Um, <laughs> what? You said it yourself, Sloan. Hot this take. This was like five episodes ago. What? You said that when somebody dies, they lose exactly the same amount every time. It was like you did no, say I was the soul about, weighs so I was something. talking about yeah. They people have done research in the afterlife, and they've when people do a passing, they will weigh a soul, and there are quote unquote recording scientific facts of. People's weight changing when their soul leaves their body. Here's my question. Does electricity weigh anything? No. No. It's just energy. Does it? I know it's energy, but does energy weigh? All right. But it's so, so, so small. I mean, it's it's not negligible. It's It's very negligible. (laughs) So throughout your whole body, it won't even come out to like half an ounce or anything. That makes sense. But it was just a theory. However, the air in your lungs... See, that was the first part they thought when they were weighing a human soul, is that it was the oxygen escaping the lungs. They don't really have an explanation, really. A really scientific explanation. It's just one of those chopped up natural phenomenons. Phenomenons? (laughs) So when it comes to mummy, there are several types. The most common is the Egyptian mummification process, which has yielded, I'm not going to say the best results... Because there are some other like miraculous, crazy results, but it's right. the most consistent and arguably easiest to study mm-hmm. because they were very, very careful. Uh, then other ones we have Christian mummies, which happen usually to saints or very popular, significant religious figures. If they even if they weren't saints, some popes have been mummified and stuff. It's a little bit different of a process because it's a little bit different. Then we have our... It's a little bit different of a process because it's a little bit different. <laughs> Why? You got to ruin me. High quality radio <laughs> coming your way. <laughs> then we have a couple other subcategories that are lumped together. These ones are typically found in Africa, Libya, South America, and Asia, and China. Just because these ones typically happen by accident through natural just happens where they were buried right uh they kind of lumped the rest of them together because really the only people that did it for the most part on purpose were christian saints and egyptians the egyptians right so as far as overall mummification the steps for the egyptian which is probably the easiest to study because they put in the most work and there's so many of them 
and there were so many of them and it was very well documented as opposed to some of the other ones which were just kind of an inherent trade that were passed down and we don't really have mm-hmm. typical record we're gonna go into the process yeah if you have that yeah i have some of that Dope. the process to mummify somebody usually takes about 70 days there is always a head mummifier who wears the mask of anubis who is the Egyptian protector of the gates uh, of the underworld? Imagine working with a dead body, wearing a giant and your boss fucking some yeah, exactly. ceremonial head. <laughs> exactly, that would be pretty intense. So uh, to begin, but I mean, it was like very important. It was like because this was a religious. Oh, absolutely, aspect it's for the god. It's for the afterlife. You yeah, know? and because it had to do with them passing their soul on and. They believed that your body that you have now was your body in the afterlife, so they had to preserve it. Right, exactly. And, you know, set you up as best they could for the afterlife. So, to begin with, after somebody dies and they're given to the mummifier, the mummifier will wash the body just to cleanse it, make gotta sure it's nice and clean. Oh, yeah, gotta clean it. They do that today. Yep, they still do. Um, and then they would move on. They would make a slit down the left side of the abdomen, and they would remove all the organs in the cavity with the exception of the heart because that's where ancient Egyptians believed the soul lived. And you had to weigh your soul to get access to their heaven. Oh, really? I mm-hmm. didn't know that. Yeah, that's why you held on to the soul. When you, when you were crossing over, your soul, was weighed, your soul was weighed against a feather. If okay. you weighed more than a feather... You were damned and you couldn't go on. Oh, interesting. If you weighed as much or lighter than the feather, you were noble and you could pass on. Okay, very interesting. Um, so at this point, after they re- remove the organs, they would place each organ in a separate jar. Each jar was dedicated to a different Egyptian god, and they would leave them in the jar for the time being. Um, at that point, they would remove the brain, which they felt had no real significance to the human body, so they would... Uh, stick a pole up your nose and stir your brain up until it was basically liquid and well they also had a hook tool so they'd pull out what chunks they could with the hook and then the rest they would just kind of liquefy your brain and let it drain out or suck it out pretty goddamn gnarly they would, would actually cleanse it with water which is crazy they, they the fact completely empty. Well, oh they'd cleanse mm-hmm. the skull with was, water they wanted to completely mm-hmm. they, wow, they don't find any brain that. matter inside wow ones. that's intense which is kind of funny because there are so much easier ways of doing it other than just performing a lobotomy through the nose, like mm-hmm. put a small hole in the back of the skull, you could go through the spinal cord. But they, I think they wanted to keep your body intact as much as possible. I know, which is just the shows the attention to detail on how much they cared. The fact of pulling your brain out through your nose hole, right? I feel so, like that's what my dog does when he kisses me. <laughs> yeah, like, he gets he gets way up in <laughs> nah, there, dude, and you're like, whoa, bruh! He's just digging for boogers. <laughs> Oof, there's no bears in this cave, son. Please. (laughs) Please get out of there. (laughs) So after the organs were removed, they would uh, fill the body cavity with myrrh oftentimes, and then they would cover the body in uh, natron salt. Is that what it's called? Natron salt? Yeah, Yeah, they would salt it. Because the biggest thing in mummification, this is across all boards, is you have to... Not exsanguinate because that's blood. Um, dehydrate the body yes. to the point where there is no water. You have to remove all, all moisture. All water. Mm-hmm. So generally, what they'd fill them with this salt, they wrap them, and then leave them in the sun, and just mm-hmm. force. And they for about the salt forty for about like forty days, 
And Oof, that would smell. Yeah, it would stink. So after the forty days is well, up, maybe it wouldn't smell that bad because they like already remove the organs and all the here's, juices. Here's well, and salt uh, eats odors as well. True. Right. Here's what I found is they afterwards after it sucks all the moisture out, your there the body was left with a bunch of brown clump salt, you know. So they rewashed the body like they did before, and they said the body would have a smell, but it wouldn't be quite putrid. It would stink, but not be terrible. Is is kind of what they would say. It would literally not smell of death, but it would smell bad. Yeah, it wouldn't smell great. Um, so after the salt is removed and the body was washed again, they would um, cover the body with perfumed oils and plant resins. And at that point, they would often um, put the organs, they would wrap the organs and then put them back into the body cavity just to chill. Or decompose. Or decompose, Exactly. And then they would uh, pour thick resins, like tree sap and whatnot, on the skin itself uh, to help the uh, wrappings bind to the people. That's, you know, your kid, you wrap them in toilet paper when they're a mummy for Halloween. Same kind of idea. As soon as the body was wrapped in the fabric that is stuck to the skin, blah, 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 they would uh, do a painting of the person, often on uh, some kind of thin stone. Or ceramic or whatnot, and they would place it over the face. Yeah, they'd form a de- they'd do a death mask. Yeah, is what they do, and this is common to other people that don't do mummies. Is often when somebody dies, first thing done is they'll take a death mask of the person because before embalming procedures really took off, often in like wakes and stuff, they'd perform and get you a death mask, and they just put it over the corpse mm-hmm. so it would at least look better than a dead person. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And then uh, from that point, they'll oh, often... He looks like death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like shit. I hate when you go to viewings and people are like, oh, they look so good. They, they look so happy. Do. They look like... Oh, I'm sorry. If this offends anyone, viewings make everyone look like trash. I hate viewings. I don't get why we do it. What's the point? I'm the same. I'm not really much I understand people need closure, but like, ooh, the grossest thing is when like people go up and like hug it and like kiss, kiss it. Kiss it? <laughs> yeah. I'm not about that it. That always grosses me out. Yeah. Like, I remember a while ago um, when my dad's parents passed. Mm-hmm. I wasn't very close to him. I had very mixed feelings about those individuals of, in my life. And I went to the funeral services, but I flat out denied viewings because they make me physically uncomfortable. Yes. I think they make Being in the same room as a dead body when it's an open casket is off-putting when it's a closed casket it doesn't bother me see that's not the it's not the dead body in the room that bugs me because everybody dies it's just it's the whole thought behind it that everyone has to be there in the room with the dead body and everyone has to be sad there that's the part that makes me uncomfortable the cool thing about our ancestors is we performed wakes which yes. are a celebration of life instead yeah, of and i much I prefer mean, that irish people aren't the exclusivity of that no but i've yet to have a family member that's done it unfortunately but they're just so much better i want to be a mummy i want to be turned into a mummy when i die james and i want you two to do it uh Uh, go fuck yourself for starters oh come on james i love you i don't don't think i could cut you open it could be fun okay that goby will do that part it could be fun it could be fun (laughs) says the dead guy psychopath holy shit it could be fun if i just sliced you open (laughs) well i'm dead so it's not like oh slice me open I won't be alive anymore, so we're good. Yeah. 
No? So what happens after they make a death mask? After they make a death mask, uh, at that point, they're almost ready to bury the mummy. Uh, they will often bury the mummy with jewels, sometimes small pieces Which of is furniture. No, no, it's not a waste because they believe that the body was going to the afterlife. They gave I them what they would true. need in the afterlife. In current modern science, I don't understand why people bury the dead with heirlooms. I don't, I don't understand why we buried From an archaeological standpoint... <laughs> you don't understand why we... So there's not just a bunch of dead people everywhere. Hello? <laughs> My coffee's done. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. Neat. Wait, it's been done a while. I know, that means the machine's turning off the oh, heating oh. pad. I'm How sorry. <laughs> you can tell it is, because the way it is. How neat. <laughs> How neat. That's pretty neat. I didn't mean... I don't understand why we bury people. I. Why don't we just cremate everyone? In a lot of places, that's what that's your only option, unless you have an exorbitant amount of money. Because in highly populated areas, unless your family has a mausoleum, you're not affording a burial plot because real estate's at a premium. See, that, and that's my question: is like, what's the point? When I'm like, it's just a, it's more money. You're gonna be put in the fucking ground. Like, when I die, celebrate my ass. Don't don't be cur- don't be crying, mm-hmm. and then put me in a fucking planter, and I want to become a tree. That's a great idea. I changed my mind though. When I'm dead, I want my remains to be scattered across Disneyland. People, but I don't, don't want to be cremated. Oh. <laughs> I was like, people get spread ashes at Disneyland all the time. <laughs> and you know what the sad part is? It's Do they some, really? Yeah. Ew. A thing. That's nasty. Disneyland employs part of their custodian staff to look out specifically for that. That's disgusting. And all that happens to your loved one's ashes is they are swept, swept up and disposed of. Well, yeah. What are you going to do with it? That's disgusting. So according to the most recent Funeral Directors Association that exists, <laughs> uh, crema- cremations are now the majority at 50.2% of funerals. Wow. <laughs> That's good. And 48.5% are then buried. Now you're asking yeah, me yep. where the missing percent is? <laughs> I don't know. Missing people. <laughs> okay. Yeah, missing people. Yeah. Nobody knows. So, uh, crematoriums are up. Nice. Um, I'm with Colby, realistically. I have two options after I die. I either want to be put into the tree pod. I think like that's an awesome option. Or I want my whole body to be donated to science. Honestly, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to be fucking dead. Movie. So, no, I don't no, give a shit. Out. But those are two I got options. a plan. Okay. And I'm going to put it in my will when it comes time to have a will in my life. I mean, I'm 25. I don't need a will. If I die, <laughs> well, that yeah. shit. No, yeah. I died. That's true. Sucks. Say, I'm sorry. You, know, you die. You want my magic cards? Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like once I get old and died, there is a procedure. Well, they will cremate you, then take your ashes, compress the carbon, and form man-made diamonds. So I wish. Nuh-uh. Yes. That's so cool. I wish to be cremated, compressed into man-made diamonds, and be turned into the family jewels. <laughs> I want to be passed down forever. And the fact that I'll be worn by my future generations. They'll be like, this ring was your grandfather. <laughs> I feel like that's a very expensive process. You're I'm not doubting saying, my capabilities? I'm not saying you're not worth it. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, all right. I'm going to be a man-made carbon crystal. That's and great. I will be the family jewels. I'd wear that ring. I hope one of your future grandsons <laughs> proposes to his wife. With, with grandpa. With grandpa. <laughs> The key he proposes, he's like, This was this ring was my grandpa. And she's like, Oh, this was your grandpa's she's ring. Like, no, she's like, No, she's like, Do you mean this was your grandpa? 
Was this your? Did your grandpa own this? No, th- this is my grandpa. This is my grandpa. Now she can't divorce you. Like think of that. Or he she, has given you grandpa. At that point, can she not divorce you, or is it she can't marry you at that point? Like this? no, she's stuck. As soon as she puts that ring on, it's like shit. Grandpa's with me at all times. You you could you could haunt the shit out of whoever wore that oh, ring too. Hell yeah! Oh man, that's fantastic. I don't even yeah. I will become the family jewels. Screw mummification. I'm going to be a fucking tainted demon ring. Hell yeah. I like it. All right. Back, idea to, back to mummies. <laughs> Why? Fucking, we've covered it. Let's talk well, about no, that. No, no. no, there was no, one so... super sad part about it that I wanted oh, to cover. Well, then we have to talk about a natural. Yeah, natural mummies a little oh, bit. Fair. So, uh, not only were they often buried with their jewels, not grandpa, not to be confused with grandpa. They weren't. Bur- I mean, they were grandpa. technically buried with grandpa. <laughs> oh, fair. You got a point. Often they were also buried with their mummified pets and not servants. The, not that they would the, straight up servants. kill their servants and to they be would, buried with. And them. they would kill their pets. It's not like they their pet dies ten years ago and they mummify it and be like oh, I want to be buried with this. If they have a dog or a cat when they die, they kill the pet. And then mummify the pet and bury it with the person, so also that they're not servants lonely. are mummified. Yeah, not as well as the other person, but generally their servants are mummified with them because they need to be served in the afterlife. Nuts. They need to, they imagine need that to you have. Imagine how bad a day at work would be. Like shit, boss died today. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> I'd run. I just he's gone. Who's gonna stop it. me? Uh, the guards. They're too busy. Look. Oh no, he's dead. Oh god. <laughs> I don't know why they had that, that again. Voice. <laughs> Say that again in an Egyptian <laughs> accent. Oh no, they're god Oh no. No, no, you got to get into character. I was. Start out with saying oh, some yeah. Egyptian words like Anaxamun, or or uh, Anaxamun. Oh no, Anubis. He's or or Ra, or. Uh, he's dead. <laughs> I don't know. All right. <laughs> good try, gentleman's try. Not that good though. I'm not, I'm not like from the freaking mummy movie. Like Asnahaya. I can't <laughs> see do that. It. Was way better. Just say what you said. No, there's that. way too much phlegm. It's kind of racist. <laughs> it's not racist. You're trying to do their accent. Respect my culture. I appropriate yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So the other side of mummies so is the unintentional mummies, and my I think these are. The coolest because they didn't have an intense process. It just so happened they were executed or they died out in the wild, mm-hmm. fell in like quicksand or into a bog. Quicksand or tar. Okay, slow sand. You fall into <laughs> some slow sand. When I was a child, I thought quicksand and tornadoes were going to be like, a much bigger problem than right? they turned out to be. <laughs> All those tornado drills never. Never, never not fucking once. Live in fucking Utah. We've had three tornadoes my entire life. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I think these ones are the coolest because it was accidental. Nobody, these are often, and it, which is cool, is when they do autopsies and stuff like that of these bodies, it's almost more of a culture that we get to see that you normally don't because these are just, these are just people that just died. In fact, there's been several instances uh, across all over the world, and that's where this other second category, um, I guess third category other than the Christian saints, which are, honestly, I think a bigger archaeological find than the royalty because this shows how the common person lived. Right. So and, it's more realistic. Yeah. And we find these people all over the world. We found them in, there's a little famous girl they found over in Peru that was found buried. 
mm-hmm. she was buried in very um, high amounts of sand where she was buried. And the sand sucked out all the moisture. And it's not quite a perfect mummy, as the Egyptian mummy is labeled the perfect mummy. But it's super, super close. In fact, if you ask me, I look at that girl. She's forget her name. way more of a person. I forget too. But she still has her hair. And she still has her clothes. She still has a face that looks like a human face. Mm-hmm. Like it's. I mean, it's, obviously, they, they don't, usually don't have noses or anything like that. But it's. I just think it's very fascinating. And what happens is generally when these people expire, or in some instances were executed and their bodies dumped, they were dumped into a high alkaline or high sulfur soil, which has preserved the body immensely. And they usually just dye whatever they had on them, so we get to see jewelry. Um, and stuff like that, which is really, really cool. Right. I think it's just, I would rate them higher than King Tut in a way. And the fact that it shows more of a culture as it existed rather than as they wanted to be remembered. Yeah, because like King Tut dies and you're, you're putting the cream of the crop in his sarcophagus. You're putting the best jewels that's available, the best linens, the best blah, blah, blah. The best artists are decorating his tomb well and yeah and like i'm not discounting the archaeological credibility or the significance of king tux the fact that they it was still sealed mm-hmm. when they uncovered it was just amazing right it's just you're just not getting an accurate depiction of what culture was like at the time the only other cool mummy in my opinion that was almost as cool as this peruvian girl is there was a buddhist monk that yeah. they find and the crazy thing about these mummies is they are worshipped and idolized by a lot of Buddhists. And the fact that these mummies will go on tour among Buddhist temples and people come up to them and pray to them. And essentially, the crazy part about these Buddhist mummies is these monks essentially committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Because what would they do is they'd go and do... And the reason these monks are one of, among the perfect mummies is... These monks, what they would do is they would intentionally starve themselves and dehydrate themselves a couple of days before they would expire. And they knew they were going to expire. It was a whole, like, ritual. It was, like, the highest form of enlightenment. And then what would happen is these monks would then sip a very poisonous tea. Once they started sipping the poisonous tea, they would start to lose consciousness a little bit. And then they were put into a stone box. Mm-hmm. And they would sit in the resting pose, the om pose. With their legs crossed and their hands resting on their knees and their backs would be straight against the brick or the stone box. Then they was sealed shut and then they would uh, usually asphyxiate, but they were going to die because of the poisonous tea anyway. Essentially, the poisonous tea was just to numb them so they wouldn't fight and resist, even though they were there of their own free will. But the crazy part about these mummies is they're still in that pose and they are still washed to this day. They still dress them in clothes and people come up to the temples and pray to them, which is just crazy to Which me just, they... just fucking nuts what a crazy mm-hmm. lifestyle you know i mean good for you for being enlightened and being one with yourself and everything but oof, that'd be a hard thing to sign up for which portion that happened to pray to the dead dude or being the dead dude being the dead dude just knowing that when you die you're gonna have to sit you're gonna have to dehydrate yourself for two days and then sip a poison and then die it's just yeah that's just rough like I don't think these ones will look as good as in the long run. No, because... but they make really cool x-rays when they do uh, the ones that are actually in like the uh, the statue. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people have probably seen that photo. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm intense. passing around a photo to the guys. It's the, and then there is one that they've actually coated in gold after he died, which is 
That's a little much for me, but uh, it's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Through just diet alone, they've preserved their body for the last while. And there's a couple other mummies. Um, my favorite that are worth is the mentioning. Atta mummy. You guys heard of that one? Mm-mm. So the Atta mummy or Atta, I think is how you say it, was the six-inch mummy. You guys probably heard about it a few years ago. Six-inch mummy. It was a six. Hey, here, I'll show you a picture. It was like a six-inch mummy that they found. Um, it was in the Atta Desert in um, a little baby. in Chile. It was only six inches long, but the crazy thing... So you think if it's actually a mummy, it's probably a fetus. But how would a fetus's bones survive for that long? Because they're not even bones. They're still cartilage at that point. Yeah, exactly. So it shouldn't have stuck around. So they... Uh, scientists did the studies and whatnot, and they found that the bones actually had the same density of a six-year-old child. So you think it was like a birth defect, maybe? That's... I think it was a fucking alien, but... Uh, <laughs> a six-inch person? Yeah. It looks like an alien. Implying aliens have bones. Now, they do have bones. Now Implying the, aliens. It, shut your whore mouth. You shut up. <laughs> I will... Know there here. are a lot of things I naysay on this podcast. <laughs> aliens do exist. Absolutely. Uh, another interesting fact is that the uh, this mummy only had ten sets of ribs instead of twelve sets of ribs. Well, your floating rib doesn't develop till later. Okay, so here's the here's the idea. Idea. The idea that science has come up with is that it was actually like a stillborn fetus, probably. But as the fetus was growing, it did have uh, some bone issues some bone deformities it's basically a mutant human is what they're saying um so it had a condition i'm not sure what it's called but it's actually premature bone aging so the bones in the fetus aged at they uh, calcified before exactly they aged at an accelerated process the opposite of like osteoporosis exactly and uh they think that the uh stillborn well i mean probably also had ms does the same thing ms calcifies everything true yeah true uh, they think the fetus also had dwarfism and scoliosis. Um, that will account so for some even of the deformities. If, so even if this wasn't stillborn, in this day and age, that child would not have survived the, exactly. the time it was and, born. And that's what they said. Even if it wasn't stillborn, some people think that it was alive after it was born. It was just a premature birth. Um, but they think that there's no way that the baby could have survived with its deformities and it wouldn't be able to eat properly and all that stuff. And it probably died soon after. Um, but a lot of people, it looks too perfect. A lot of people thought it was just like a little sculpture or something. Everyone thought it was fake, but it's, it is actually a real mummy, which is pretty intense. It was discovered by a guy who, um, he's a collector and he found like this, uh, leather satchel that was on the market and it had something wrapped in a white linen on the inside. Yeah. Except he didn't know this was inside. So he bought the leather satchel. And then he unwrapped the white thing, the thing that was wrapped in white linen inside, and it had this mummy in it, which is pretty fucking intense. So right. that's probably my favorite mummy. Speaking of mummies, we have our top six mummies of all time, according to the internet. <laughs> I'm a list reader today. What the fuck yeah. do we do? Turn it into BuzzFeed? Like... <laughs> hey, they make money. <laughs> they do. Right. So we have money, a... If anyone wants to sponsor the podcast. Shut the hell your mouth. <laughs> BuzzFeed, if you're listening... No, so we have King Tutankhamun, probably the most King Tut. Every, when you think of mummy, you think of King Tut. Yes. Um, little do we know, he was actually product of an inbreeding, and he died when he was very young. 18. 
yeah and he was one of them had lots of deformities like he had one arm i think it was one leg that was shorter than another leg like he had a lot of problems thanks well, to what's inbreeding the, what's the uh, sickness that you get when uh it makes you shit a lot when you're bit by a mosquito malaria what <laughs> malaria they How think that your connection <laughs> I don't that know. was a really roundabout way to get to malaria <laughs> but i got there right. did, but i got there didn't i it makes you shit a lot when you were bit by a mosquito <laughs> malaria yeah i mean that could have been beto's on a friday night but... <laughs> that's true so <laughs> there's while you're eating outside like what i guess there's a more extreme form of malaria and they believe that he had it three times Oof, and that he Jesus. broke his leg while he had it the third time and that's why one of his legs is so much shorter than the other it's all sorts of fucked up. So. Uh, number two, we have Ramses. Of course, another Egyptian mummy. He was probably the most well-preserved one we found. I've eaten here. It's good old, raw. <laughs> good old, not that, not Gordon Ramses. I was thinking Dave Ramsey. Oh, I was damn. like, what? <laughs> uh, we have Vladimir Lenin, the father of the USSR. Oh, yeah. He has been mummified. Damn, I forgot about that. Uh, we have Ginger. She is a natural mummified body. They, we have named her Ginger. She is approximately 5,000 years old. And she is 75% of a normal human weight. Wow. That's intense. Um, we have Rosalie Lombardo. This one's weird. This one is weird. This one is worth mentioning because this was a casket that was found underneath a house of a scientist, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Or a mortician. One of the two. But this little girl was buried in a steel sarcophagus that was vacuum sealed. And she still to this day looks very, very similar. She looks exactly like a little girl that's sleeping. Oh, yeah. I've seen her. It is nuts. That one is mind-blowing because, very I mean, we don't have the money. Like, most people don't have the money these days to, like, because this casket is a metal freaking casket. It has been vacuum sealed. So there's no air, there's no bacteria to halt the deterioration process. Um, I don't want that when I'm dead. Don't do that. I'll do it to me. I ain't scared. And then make me into a diamond once I look ugly. <laughs> Put me on display. Shine bright like time. a diamond. Shine bright, bright like, like a, a diamond. diamond. Oh man, this podcast has gone downhill. <laughs> this, this when, bad. when was it uphill? <laughs> when was it uphill? Well, we had to push the rock up at some point. So That's those true. are the, now the, it's just us. Those are the top six mummies of all times we have the good old communist boy father Mm. of the ussr we have steamboat little girl who is just crazy and then i'm surprised a uh natural mummy made it to this list uh i'm particularly interested in natural animal mummies i love hearing like mammoths like yeah i love hearing when a mammoth you know is comes out of thought ice or uh like the one in russia that they recently found the wolf the dire wolf that's really fucking intense they uh found a wolf in the middle of a tree one time how the fuck does that work okay so here's what they think happened he ate an animal that ate a seed no 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 nope <laughs> so plants work it was found <laughs> no by... i mean that that's a rumor of like when They'll like when you die. They'll like feed you a bunch of seeds, and right. then oh, the seeds will grow sure. out of you. Mm-hmm. So he ate a so he, so it's like a you know the the grandma ate a fly, then she ate a bird, eat the fly, then she ate a cat, eat the bird. I mean, same principle. Nope, it was actually much more sad than that. Oh damn! Um, they believe that. I was hoping trees he, are metal as fuck. No, it's <laughs> more, it's more metal than that. Oh, trees? but it's sad for the dog. So they think that the dog chased a squirrel or something up the middle of this hollow tree. And got stuck inside the tree and couldn't get out. So he died in the tree 
and then the tree was hollow and dry so it dried out the body and no scavengers could get to the dog's body because it was up in the middle of this tree and then he just mummified in the tree and they didn't find him until they cut the tree down and they found this mummified dog Oh no, that would poor be, pupper. That'd be so. That oh, ruined no. my day. Yeah, mine too. But it, it looks pretty scary because the dog. I'm sure it's just the way it mummified and dried out. But it looks like the dog snarling. So it looks like it died really trying to get that squirrel. And I hope he got him. <laughs> I think some of the most. I, see, I think some of the most creepiest mummy mummies that I've seen is during my research. There were some mummies, natural mummies, that were pulled out of Ireland, and they were brutally murdered, cut to pieces, and they've just. Found a couple of pieces, but most of them are still missing. <laughs> what? But so they found like mummified hands and shit. Uh, just torsos. Oh, one of them had a head. Only one of them. <laughs> They've only found two. <laughs> but their best guess is they were executed because this is the weird one. So there's this one guy he found. They and the weird part is during the autopsy, the neck, the head was separated at one of the vertebrae, so he was beheaded. Mm-hmm. And then his waist was separated from him post-mortem just above the waist. Somebody so went somebody in and cut, cut it. Cut him in half. After he died. Cut him in half. They don't know where the legs are. And then, huh. because I don't know if because they were scared of him coming back to life at this point or whatnot, but braided willow branches were found surgically post-mortem put through the area between the bicep and the bone, braiding the rope, the limbs together to hold him to the ground. So he couldn't get up or fight. I uh, at that point, I don't think it mattered. But <laughs> yeah, like, and this other guy they found, um, he was brutally murdered. They don't know if it was a sacrifice or an execution, but a couple blows to the back of the head. Um, his legs were also severed mm-hmm. by tools, not by animals. So it's just the top half of his body they found. They don't know where his legs pieced off to. I thought Irish people just like drinking a lot. I didn't know they were all about fucking cutting I, bodies. I up. don't know, but I'm questioning my heritage. Yeah, me um, too. That's pretty whack. But it was so creepy because also this guy, one of his natural mummies, he still had his hair, which is common among natural mummies. Mm-hmm. But the crazy, crazy fucker, bright <laughs> engine red hair, still to this day <laughs> of course. on this mummy. And the crazy thing is we could tell he was a higher class person. Because they found, like, Iron Age hair gel. So this guy died a classy right. motherfucker with a pompadour <laughs> with Iron Age hair gel made from, like, tree sap and some other things. No, that's a really cool thing about uh, mummification and stuff is they actually have mummy forensics where they're able to take samples from a mummy's skin and whatnot. And a lot of the time they can judge what class the mummy was in, what time period they came from, what I mean, what groups they were a part of, well, yeah, just this, based this on what one they had they on found their skin. It was supposed to be like a high class person. Like his nails were manicured. Wow. He had gelled hair. He had uh, meat proteins under his fingernails, which means the last meal he probably ate was probably meat of some variety on the bone. Steak. I'm chicken. It's probably lamb, but I mean, yeah. or goat or so something. You're in Ireland, there's no probably a lot lamb. Of beef. That's true. Lamb. But yeah, huh. it was pretty cool. So I hope you learned something about um, probably one of my favorite cryptids, the mummy. I think it's under-celebrated. Uh, was a very good movie. There's a hole in the wall where the men can see it all. Oh, I was going into Kesha. 
okay. I was just doing stereotypical take Egyptian it off. music. Everybody take it off. Dun, 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 dun. I haven't heard that one. Oh, we're playing some Kesha after this. Is... I only like good shit, all right? Do you all think right. every, anybody's ever called her like Kachinga? What? Because she's supposed to catch her with like a Kesha. with a money oh, sign. Kachinga. Kachinga. That's stupid. Kachinga. Cannibal was a good song. Everybody take it off. I hope you enjoyed our show. <laughs> you can contact us. Please write us in. We'll give you a shout out. We'll answer your questions. You can yell at me. Yep, we, I don't care. We definitely need more topics, more input. Um, we you have... can contact us at brewsciencepod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. I haven't decided if I'm going to set up a Twitter. If people want to Twitter, uh, find us on Facebook or email us. Yep, give us I'm more feedback on just, that. Just because. Yep. But if, hey, if we want to make a community of it, that's fine. Yep. Uh, we currently have six uh, ratings on iTunes. Uh, go well, that's and, just your family. Yeah, probably mostly. But drop us a rating and also <laughs> drop us a review. If you leave a review... Good or bad, we will uh, read it on the podcast. And we'll over, have some fun as always, it. we shoot for mediocre. Give us that sweet three star. Oh no, God, we're at five stars right now. <laughs> so let's stay there. Nor- normally, I'm all for the one star, but since we're at five stars, I we're kind of don't want to ruin it. I have not asked anybody that I know personally. Hey, can you go give it a review? So all these reviews are real reviews, and we're at five stars. Let's let's stay there for as long as we can. But yeah, you contact us with your questions. We'll answer us like a toilet paper. Yeah, uh, do better topics though, Marcus. No, Mark. <laughs> Listen here, Marky Mark. The, the problem. I was enjoyed all he said. Your was toilet paper. And I'm 100% sure that he read that post while he was taking a shit, and he just looked to his left. And he's like, <laughs> "Toilet paper. Toilet that's paper. what I want you to talk about." Hey, it worked. We talked about it, so it did. Get him good. Give us something better. Also, uh, Colby, uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, not you. I'm talking about the other one. Oh. But as but always, also fuck you too. Oh, okay. But you in the good way, him in the bad way. <laughs> yeah. This what? got awkward real quick. <laughs> I'm going to go home now. Okay. okay. Um, as always, we hope you learned something. Uh, grab yourself a brew, go learn something. Oh, go fuck yourself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that works. We're trying a different thing here. I don't know. All if right. you're having a stroke, stop it. <laughs> See, this, this, I'm used to this. Let's do this. <laughs> we are yet to decide what the next topic is, but it will be spooky. So hang in there. Stay oh. spooky. While we're on the topic of spooky, I wanna I wanna go through the flow chart of spooky because y'all got it wrong. So we're we're at spooky, and then there's two spooky, and then there's spooky, and then there's two spooky. Where are we at we're, right now? We're like spooky. Spooky at the bottom. Yeah. We're we gonna get too spooky. We no no we're not getting too spooky. I'll tell oh you, come on. Although the decapitation shit that was kind of spooky. We're getting more <laughs> spooky for sure. But yeah, we'll we'll decrypt your cryptids. Yeah, oh, let us know what cryptids you want us to cover. What are you talking about? That was a great hook. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll uh, we'll catch you later. Yep, this is Sloan. Bye. This is James. You see what I did there? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm not going to do it out of respect for myself. I heard myself say it. Not going to do it anymore. Goodbye. <laughs>